Hey, everybody. Welcome to Classroom Brew. This is, if you haven't listened to our podcast before, and my name is Ryan, I'm the host of the podcast and most of the time the editor, but this is a podcast where it's like teacher happy hour and we record it. So uh, yes, this is an episode, or uh, an episode, a podcast where we do have some drinks. Uh, we hang out. Uh, we've been doing it remotely for the most part. We've had a few people in, ca- or in studio uh, to do episodes. And of course, we have our solo episodes. Now, this episode, it is a Saturday, and it is the long weekend that I'm recording this on, and I really wish I had a Bloody Mary. I would like a Bloody Mary. Now, uh, for this episode, you're going to hear from Matt Halpern. Uh, Matt is on Instagram. He is a kindergarten teacher from the East Coast, and uh, I've I've followed him on Instagram for a while now, and he posts a lot of really informative and eye-opening stuff, uh, and honestly, some stuff that's been reassuring for me as a teacher, reassuring people like, hey, this whole pandemic teaching thing is is not, we were not trained for this. This is not normal. Uh, this is not sustainable. And so I, I really wanted to have him on and I got a hold of him and I'm, I'm really excited to, to have him on for this episode. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy it. If you are new or if you've been a fan of the show for a while, uh, we do have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash classroom brew where there is podcast merch like shot glasses and koozies with the logo on it. We do have some bonus content, like bonus episodes that are exclusive to the Patreon members. And we also have video episodes and then some behind-the-scenes content in video form, too. So plenty of stuff over there. Uh, And we ask, you guys have some say in where the show goes and what you'd like to see moving forward from that bonus content. So again, patreon.com slash classroombrew. So let's uh, get this episode started. Yeah, I don't know if you know. So my editor is Katie Wood Ray. I'm not sure if you know who she is. She's a she's a big name um, in early childhood literacy. Okay. Um, and so when she's the one who actually reached out to me from Heinemann, and I kind of was flabbergasted. Um, and she's been working with me, and I've never worked with someone like her before. And it's it's amazing. I mean, yeah. it's. It's it's quite surreal. Yeah, someone that influential that's now essentially yeah. going to bat for you. That's that's got to be awesome. Yeah. And okay. I mean, she takes what I write and she makes it actually sound good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's been there. She knows what they're looking for, right? So that's good. And she'll say things like, you know, no, this really this is your writing, and I'm thinking, is it? I think it is. <laughs> remember because what I, I sent it to you, you know, months ago. So now I'm I'm like, did I write that? Really? I guess I did. When they ask me, like, yep, 100% me. Once it's on, like, the New York Times bestseller, 100% me, 100% me. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. I mean, I know you've been, you've been posting some really amazing and hilarious stuff on Instagram about being being teacher tired and especially with distance learning. and or You're doing hybrid um, slash in-person, right? Okay. Yeah, so, so my district um, is a little maybe unique. So we are technically hybrid is what we're calling it. Um, However, for the age that I teach, what that looks like is the days that the kids are with me, they're in person, obviously, and I'm teaching them. But the days that they're not with me, they are not logging on to devices. So all the work that they're doing on their home days, as we call it, is not tech. Okay. So it's... so. I'm not teaching simultaneously, right? I don't have kids in front of me and a screen, which I do. I have friends who are doing that. Right. Um, 
And that sounds horrible. (laughs) (laughs) But what I have to do is on the days that they're with me, I have to teach them. And then I have to send home information to their families or their daycare saying, here's everything we did today. And oh, here are all the things you need to do tomorrow. And here are all those things. And here's how you do all those things. So that's... um, that's kind of the extra load that that I carry. Yeah, you're so even if it's not like at the same time, you're still making the, the phrase we keep using, and I hate it, is synchronous and asynchronous. So you literally have yeah. to do half a and half sync. Like that's yeah, it must be exhausting. Now, when when they come in, is it like what's so when we were doing and uh, during the summer, we were still coaching football before they closed everything down and said, okay, not even that. And uh, the screening form was like, you don't have COVID, right? Like, do you promise? <laughs> it was like yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> but like what's what's the screening process for because you have kindergartners so like how does that work in the morning it's pretty much the same i mean <laughs> except it instead of them. <laughs> oh god so, um, there's an app on our phone that and families have it as well so i i believe it's the same for families as it is for staff and basically before you come in in the morning you have to fill out a screener that, you know, says you don't have any of these symptoms and you haven't traveled and all that kind of a thing. You don't have a temperature. And are people actually taking their temperatures? (laughs) Probably not. Right. Um, If you forget to do it, which I've seen this happen before, the nurse comes down (laughs) and and takes your temperature. (laughs) Um, it hasn't happened to me, but I've seen it happen to students. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty, you know, I think that we are trying, right? I mean, so my school, the way it looks is they have, they've made it so they're, they're really trying to limit, um, they're really trying to limit kids moving in the hallways. Um, there are certain doors that are designated for each grade level. So like if you're a first grader, you have to only go in and out of a certain door. Sure. Um, that kind of a thing. I actually, as a kindergarten teacher, I have, which is, it's kind of a blessing in this situation. I have a an exit door in my classroom. Okay. I feel so, like, is that common for, I feel like when I was in kindergarten, there was an exit door in the room. Well, I feel like it is. As long as I've taught kindergarten, I've almost, almost always had an exit door. And I'm not even sure why they do that. I mean, I guess we do go outside a lot, but um, I don't really know why they do that. But it's nice. So my kids actually come in that door. They don't even they don't even come in to the school. Hmm. So that I mean that's that's got to be peace of mind for you, aside from the you know the parents promising quote unquote. (laughs) Well, and they're not you know there there's nobody allowed in the building unless you are a student or a staff member, you know, parents are not even allowed to get out of their car if they bring their kids to school. Um, So that's, you know, that from that angle, it, it sound, you know, this is the thing about it. All the things on paper sound great. Mm -hmm. Then in practice, nothing is, is, and I mean, I guess that's how it is with most things. Right. But, you know, technically, and I don't know if the guidelines that we are given are for my state or if they're, I think they are. I feel like every state is different, but I'm not, I think that's how it works. So for me, what I'm told that the kids are supposed to be three feet apart. Okay. 
Interesting. From each other. Because their little and bodies I'm, can't sneeze far enough or cough far enough. Or <laughs> but, but here's the thing. So you define a kid, right? I mean, my kids are five. But guess what? In high school, they're only also supposed to only have to be three feet apart, oh. which is ridiculous, right? Yeah. I mean, because high school kids are, are adults, practically. I mean, they're not adults. I'm not saying high school kids are adults, but their bodies are yeah. much they're right, right there. Know. Well, and they just said too, six feet might not be enough. They just didn't the CDC just like on Thursday or Friday say something like that. So three feet apart. How how often? Because you're teaching kindergarten, so like for me in high school, I'm doing it online remotely, and attention is all over the place. But like, how often in a day are you like having to remind these kids? Like, are you do you just constantly have like a sign on your chest saying like three feet, three feet, three feet? I mean, it's wait. So they're supposed to be three feet apart. I'm supposed to be six feet from them. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and basically, what we have realized within the first so this is. I'll be my fifth week back in person. Mm-hmm. And what we realized, you know, pretty much by the end of the first week was it's just not happening. It's, 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 it's really not feasible. Yeah. I mean, the kids being three feet apart when they're sitting. Yes. You know, I, because I can tell them where to sit and I can make sure that those, those places that they're sitting are designated, but I mean, how long are they sitting? Right, right. Not for long, right? Um, and the mat, you know, the mass. Everyone says, you know, oh, it won't be that big of a deal. It's not that bad. I mean, I will say that most of the kids are pretty good about wearing them. It's sad to me, you know, like to have their little faces covered up so much. Sure. Um, oh, like they've kind of like almost accepted it. Like they they're just kind of like, yeah, I have my mask on. Like just the reality. Are, it's more, um, you know, a lot of kids, I mean, I'm, you probably don't know this or you're not aware of it because you teach older kids, but like little kids, they have a lot of like oral issues, right? I mean, you think about little kids like suck their thumbs or. Um, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that, like a fixation they, or something. Right. And so now they've got this mask on their face. And so, I mean, there are certain kids that their mask just gets soaking wet. I mm. mean, yeah, it's pretty nasty. And, you know, I mean, they have an extra mask, but what will happen is within 15 minutes, the mask is wet. So I'm like, well, why are we going to put a clean one on? I mean, in 15 minutes, that one's going to be wet. Um, so it's it's not ideal. Um, and, you know, they have to take their mask off to eat and drink, right? So so then they're, when they're when they take their mask off, they're supposed to be six feet apart. And so that is really tricky. Yeah. Well, that's say, do you have a big enough room to accommodate that? Well, luckily, it's like, you know, I'm trying to find little things to be grateful for. And one thing is that the weather has been really great. And so we are able to go outside to eat. um, That's good. Which is nice. So that, you know, then we have a lot of space because we're outside eating. but there have been a couple of days where that has not happened, where it rained. And it's like, it's like playing a game of, I don't know what kind of game, but like trying to get them, you know, basically I have a few kids sitting at, at a table and other kids are sitting on the floor, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get them six feet apart. I have this thing that I bought, which is kind of comical. 
It's called a social stick. Okay. You know, there are, there are people that are making money, right? Like that, <laughs> Profiting off of this. Yeah. Right. And it is, so it's this stick um, that like, you know, I think when it's, when it's not telescoped, it's, you know, maybe it's a foot. Okay. And then, you know, you can telescope it out and it's six feet <laughs> um, and it's metal. There you so go. It's, you know, but it's a really good thing to have because I think people don't understand what six feet is, you know? I mean, sure. even for me, I'm like, wow, that's six feet is really far away. Um, and so I'll, I take that stick and I'm trying to figure out, okay, you know, this kid can sit here, but it's got to be like six feet all around, you know, mm -hmm. how am I going to fit? And so the way that it works for me is because we're in this hybrid, I only have half the number of kids. They don't come every day. You know, every, right. every kid doesn't come every day. So I won't have more than, I'm not supposed to have more than 10 students at a time. Um, that could change though, you know, I mean, if my district decides that all the kids are going to go back, then, then I would have all of them at once. And then it would really almost be impossible to do it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Maintaining all that and the safety and then your own distance and things like that. The, and, you know, the thing that's, so what's people are like, well, what's so tiring? Here's what it is. It's, it's trying to keep them apart and they just, they, they struggle, right? I mean, kids want to be close to each other. And so it's constant all day long reminding, mm -hmm. you know, three feet, three feet, three feet. I mean, if I had a nickel for every time I said three feet, <laughs> I would be retired already. Right. That'll, know, be, that'll be book two. Tales, yeah, from, tales from saying three feet all day, every day. <laughs> the hey, the happy sequel to <laughs> Yeah, exactly. There you go. Um, the mask, I think, you know, that part's not too bad. The hand stuff, you know, I mean, it's like you're always thinking, like, who touched that? Who was the last person that mm. touched that? Did they wash their hands? Where have their hands been? Oh, my gosh, you just stuck your hand on your face. Go wash your hand. Or you just stuck your hand down your pants. Hey, it's kindergarten. Go wash your hands. <laughs> um, and I'm lucky. Again, I have a sink in my room. I mean, I talk to people that if you don't have a sink in your room, then you're just using hand sanitizer all the time, right. which we do that too. But sometimes you need to clean your hands, you right. know, I mean, right. sanitizer doesn't, you know, it kills bacteria, but it's not like washing your hands. Mm -hmm. um, and then the thing is that, and this is the thing, like I, I know that online, I know how hard online teaching is because I did it in the spring for, I don't know, four months, but here's the difference. When you are teaching online, you inherently know that you're safe. Yeah, absolutely. Way more at ease. Right. That's the biggest difference. For me, when you're teaching in person all day long, in addition to the things that I'm talking about, there's this little voice in the back of your head that's saying, oh my gosh, that kid just sneezed. Or, oh my gosh, I had a kid vomit in my classroom. Or what, or, oh, that kid's out sick today and nobody will, you know, it used to be when kids were out sick, we would get a report that would say, you know, Susie's sick today. She has a cold or, but now they don't do that because everything is hush hush. They don't want anyone to know anything. Um, huh. And so for like, now you're for panic, like, are they pulling a Trump thing or is this like an analytics thing? Um, 
you know, my gut is that it's a panic thing. I don't think they want what what we were told is that. Um, sorry, there's a dog barking really loudly. <laughs> You're good. Hear it. <laughs> um, we were told if you know information is on a need to know basis. If you need to know, we'll let you know. Oh, great. It's disconcerting. <laughs> yeah, it is concerning. The first time I had a student out sick, I sent a, a, an email to the office because we always are told. And I said, can you tell me why this student is out sick? And the secretary wrote back and said, no, I can't. <laughs> I've been told I'm not allowed to tell anyone. And I'm like, okay, so that's how it is. Right. We are in, you know, we are in 1984. <laughs> exactly. And you, but you haven't gotten sick at all yet. Even working in kindergarten every day with two groups of kids in and out with the parents that are promising that their kids aren't sick. And you've been, I'll say, yeah, knock on wood, of course. I'll do three different types of wood. (laughs) Well, I've also been, you know, I've been teaching for a long time and I have a really good immune system. Okay. But I don't, you know, I do think it, it, that has helped me as far as not getting it. I don't get colds as much when I do get them. They're not usually as bad because I do think it makes you have a really good immune system. Um, But I know I have not gotten sick and I am, you know, we're, we're, pretty vigilant about wearing the mask. And I do think that it has to help, right? I mean, I hope so. Um, But anyway, I think that is what is so tiring. It's this, this like, oh my gosh, am I, am I going to get sick? Am I going to get them sick? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I did have a day where I didn't feel great. I felt like I, I didn't feel awful at the beginning of the day, but by the end of the day, I just felt kind of run down. And I thought, oh my gosh, am I getting sick? Oh my gosh, do I have it? Oh my gosh, who did I get close to? Um, and that's exhausting. Yeah, 100%. You know? uh, on top of your your whole pedagogical purpose of what you're trying to do to get these kids from from A to B. Are you seeing like for those kids too? Are they, are they worried about it in the back of their head? Is this, I mean, they're so young too. Like, is this just, this is their normal and they've never known anything else or? Um, You know, I think that they, I think it manifests differently in different kids, but I do think that it's on their mind. I mean, I, there are certain kids that will say things like, you know, just talk about the coronavirus or, you know, um, if I say, you know, if I'll say like, you know, remember we have to keep three feet apart. I know you guys are trying really hard, but I need you to try a little harder. Oh, right. We don't want to get the coronavirus or, you know, or like, I'm trying to think of another example or like at our morning meeting where we would normally sit in a circle and I might pass something around. Mm. Um, can't like I have a stuffed animal and I, now I have the stuffed animal and I'm like, well, I'm just holding it. I can't pass it around. Right, because we don't want to catch the coronavirus. I mean, they know they're they they know, right? Yeah. I mean, how can they not? Um, and it's sad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially if they're like the kids with their masks too. They're kind of resigned to this is our reality now. This is what school is. When like, especially in kindergarten too, it's not what it's supposed to be. I mean, it has no. to be in this case, but that's not it at all. And I also think, um, you know, I was talking about this with some people yesterday at school that, you know, I think we take for granted how much we communicate with our face. Oh, yes. And, and, you know, our face is covered 
and we can't use it to communicate. And I think, you know, there were some teachers saying that they feel like they're having a harder time kind of building that bond with kids. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of it. You know, kids, we can't see their face. They can't see ours. Um, and that's that's nothing to say about, for, for me, instructionally, there are things that I need kids to see my face for. Like I need them to see my lips and my mouth and my tongue when I'm telling them, you know, the difference between the sound F makes and TH, you know, or L, you know, you have to, you really have to talk about lips and tongue placement. And that's really hard to do when you're wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know they make those masks that have the, the plastic, they suck. Right. There's a spit guard with like a a weak seal on it, basically. (laughs) And, And it fogs up and it's hot and then it fogs up and you, they can't see your mouth anyway. Um, and so, you know, it's just, it's just all the little things, you know, I, that's what I, I actually had a conversation with my principal and I was trying to get her to understand why we are like zombies. We are just more tired than you could ever imagine. And I said, it's all these things all day long. Um, In addition, like you said, to the fact that, oh yeah, I'm still trying to teach them how to read and write and count and all that other stuff. Um, so it's, it's, you know, I think the answer is nothing's ideal, right? That's but true. I would rather be remote. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I mean, as much as I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of talking to myself in my dining room and just watching, like I'll get the occasional moment where there's a funny moment or someone does have their camera on and I'm like, I appreciate you so much, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's so much more ideal. I even, I went in one day when my, we were doing uh, some work in the kitchen uh, with the ceiling and I was like, I, I have to go to the school to do this. And so I was still teaching remotely, but I was at the school and I was nervous the whole time. There were four people in the building, myself included, and I was nervous. So I, I can't even, I can't even imagine, but there, there are some moments though. Like the, um, I had this one kid, he forgot that he wasn't muted and just started getting into it. Clearly he has a great relationship with his grandmother, like talking about the old raggedy ass, like they're just going back and forth. <laughs> And it was, and he's like, when he realized he wasn't on mute, he's like, I am so sorry. And in my head, I was like, I am so glad that you weren't on mute because I needed that one. But have you had any, like, whether it's the kids that they're asynchronous at home, non-digital or the kids in person, are there any like positive moments that it's kind of like, okay, I can, this is getting me through the day or this week with, you know, that, that small little, like those moments that are relationship builders. Yeah. I mean, so like one of the things that we talked a lot about before we, we, so we had, I don't know, they gave us like three or four extra days before we actually went back in addition to what we normally had. And so we were doing all this talking and getting ready. And, you know, we talked about, you know, our kids are physical. They like to hug us and, you know, it's hold our hands. I mean, that's what kindergarten is. Right. And we're, we're like, well, we're not going to be able to do that. Right. I mean, um, and you know, I have this one kid in my class this year who I am, I've called him the hug bomber. So what he'll do is when I'm not looking or when I'm, you know, I've got my back turned, he will like run up behind me and hu- and grab onto me, uh-huh. which is, which is sweet. Right. Yeah. But it's all really sad because that's literally the only way he can do it. Um, and you know, even the other the other thing, which it's like, oh my gosh, it's so sweet, and it's like a, a 
a nice moment when we when we go outside and they're all sitting there and they're eating you know i've never met these kids before and so all i've ever seen is with their mask on and they take their mask off and it's like oh there you are you know it's almost yeah. like i am seeing them for the first time in that little moment that they take their mask off i did one thing that i did the first day when we were outside and they were eating i made sure i took a picture of each of them without their mask on and then i printed them as large as i could and i put them in the classroom okay um, yeah it's a good just idea like, you know, we we are humans, and we are there are people under these masks, um, even though that's all we ever see. But no, I mean, you know, they they're happy. I think um, I think that we're still you know building relationships and having fun. Um, it's just under this, you know. I mean, this sounds like like maybe the most crazy thing to say, but I do believe like there are little moments even in like, if you think about horrible times in human history, you know, I mean, I'm not gonna name anything like super horrible, but there they're always, they're always are little moments, right? I mean, where there's something beautiful that happens. Like I'm thinking of, um, oh gosh, what's his name? I'm thinking of the book. You're making me think of all the books I read when I was in high school. <laughs> um, what was his name? Night by um, Eli. Oh yeah, yeah, Eli Weasel, Weasel. Right. Like if, if you read that book, I mean, it's a horrible book about the Holocaust, but it's also, he talks about like little beautiful and not that like this is anything like the Holocaust, obviously, but you know, there are moments every day and it true. It, I know it sounds like a, like a totally cliche thing to say, but it is the kids that make it, you know, I mean, it's there, they do make it pleasurable. You know, they make, they make you smile and, they're so grateful and happy to be there. Um, you know, and, and funny things happen. Like, I think this might've been the first, it might've been the first day that this one kid was there. So for lunch, we are able to eat in the cafeteria because there's, because half the number of kids are there, they are able, you know, to have just a few classes go at a time and the kids are sitting, it's kind of sad. Like they're sitting at the opposite ends of the table <laughs> one kid at the end of each table like just sitting there all by themselves eating um it's so quiet like you've never seen such a quiet cafeteria but i was walking around and this little boy had i think i think it was i feel like i remembered that it was a hamburger that the cafeteria had um given him and he went to eat it and he forgot to take his mask off <laughs> like jamming the hamburger on, on his mask. And it was pretty funny yeah. um, and he, he laughed about it too but you know just little things like that yeah um you know trying to get them to walk in a line somewhere with three feet in between them is like you know basically we just call it, we just say zombie arms and i make them like put their arms up and walk <laughs> like a zombie. and you know it's not probably three feet but it's you know close yeah it's something makes it a little fun too of course which is yeah. it helps yeah, those little moments, absolutely. That that's especially because the adults. I don't know about. I don't want to, you know, speak for for you or your coworkers, but uh, having the separation with my coworkers has kind of made me a lot happier <laughs> with certain ones, at least, because uh, you get to really at a certain point. It I've noticed that I start to my focus is drifting toward not my classroom, not my kids sometimes because there's a million other things, and this for sure that is the beautiful moments that you're talking about. 
this has for sure uh, forced me to focus back on what's really like why I'm really there, which has been uh, life changing, truly. Like, not to be dramatic, but it's been kind of back to basics, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will say my coworkers, I, you know, it's, we're, we definitely are, are more tight um, because we kind of have to be. And we're only, so my kindergarten team, you know, the way that the school has, has made it is we're really kind of supposed to stay in our own little bubble. And so we don't really interact with the, with most, you know, much of anyone else in the school. Sure. Um, which, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just, it feels like we're, you know, you're kind of like on your own little island. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's, the whole thing just sucks. And I just wish it would all be over. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I know some people too, like little bubble you're talking, like some people are, they're forced to, even though they're teaching online like me, they have to actually go into the school, but yeah. they can't interact with anybody else. So they're like forced to like eat lunch on their own in the room. They were like, you can have a video call if you want during lunch, which is, it, in a perfect world, we'd be back by now and it'd be healthy and safe and, and all that stuff. I guess one of the main things too, and so I've, I've seen a lot of your stuff on Instagram and it's been very uh, comforting, very eye-opening. And uh, we get some people that, that listen to our show and they don't support the fact that not all schools are back. And you're, you're in a situation where you are partly back you have kids half the time and then they're gone the other half of the time. Is there anything that you would want them to know or, or be aware of? Or uh, like if there was like a mess, like if they only pulled out like one clip uh, for this whole situation as someone that's done everything, you've done online from home, you're doing hybrid now, what would you want those people to know? I mean, I guess the thing that I want people to hear is that right now, to me, then you know, our, we should be putting safety first, right? And so, it's really hard to go to work every day and not know if you're being safe. And it's not even just about my own safety, which obviously I am concerned about my own safety, but I worry about the them, about the kids. Um, and you know, we have had there have been cases in my district, you know, luckily I have, we haven't had any cases in my school yet, but in the district we have. Um, And, you know, I just, I think people sometimes, I I get that people want this all to be over um, and to go back to normal. And I also get, I mean, this is probably more for, for my age group than you, than yours you know, one of the functions of schools is we are, we do provide daycare, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, we're not daycare, but it is a function that we provide. And so I get that and I get how frustrating it can be for families. Um, but also we are dealing with a pandemic right now. I mean, and so we have to, we have to keep ourselves safe and we have to keep our kids safe and we have to keep our teachers and our staff safe. Um, and this is the thing that I say to people, if you are not comfortable, I mean, look at the movie industry. This is the analogy. People are not comfortable going to the movies right now, which is why the movie industry is crumbling, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you wouldn't go to a movie theater yourself for what, two hours? Is that how long like the average movie is? Probably even less. 
why is it that you're having teachers and kids sit in a room for seven to eight hours? And let's face it, most schools in the country, including mine, are old. And the systems that are in those buildings are old. And I mean, for, for me, part of the ventilation that I'm, what I'm told to have proper ventilation, I have to open my windows. That's part of it. I mean, how ridiculous <sighs> is that? Yikes. And what's going to happen in the winter? Right. Because guess what? I'm still going to have those windows open. And then we're all going to be sick because it's going to be 10 degrees. In the <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's, and so I think people just have to understand, you know, it's like people, they have this, um, I don't know how to describe it. It's like they wouldn't do it themselves, but yet they expect other people to do it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the other thing that I have to say this, this really pissed me off before we went back. Can I say that? Can I say piss? <laughs> oh yeah, just oh yeah, we're we're explicit. Don't worry, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> um I was hearing a lot of this, you know, oh well, you're an essential worker and you know, nurses have been working this whole time and grocery store workers have been working all this time and you know, that that whole argument. Well, let me tell you, as a person who's been to the doctor, so I know what what those conditions are. And I I mean been to the doctor since this has all happened. Mm -hmm. And also a person who's been to the grocery store since this has all happened. It's not the same. Because when you're in school, you are in a room with 10 to 20, depending on how many kids you have, other people in a closed room that isn't properly ventilated, or if it is properly ventilated, it's barely, right? Like we, mm -hmm. it, you're wondering about the ventilation. <laughs> and you're with those, these people who need things from you all day long. It's not like a nurse or a doctor who's seeing someone for 15 or 20 minutes. And how many people are they seeing at once? Probably only one. Right, right. Or a grocery store person who has a shield and a, a plexiglass barrier between them and the person who who is standing in front of them for no more than probably 10 or 15 minutes and then leaves the store and doesn't certainly get it doesn't need them to be touching them the number of times that i touch children this sounds like a like a like i'm <laughs> being inappropriate but the number of times that come in I contact have, with come in contact with we'll go with that <laughs> it, it, i couldn't even count because I have to tie shoes. I have to zip coats. I have to open snacks. I have to, you know, this happened the other day. So we have fire drills, right? Because you oh, they're know, doing those. Wow. Oh, well, of course. We still have to have a fire drill. God forbid we don't have a fire drill. And so we are having a fire drill. Now, the first time we did it, we just kind of practice as a class. But then you get to the point where they, they turn the alarm on. Oh God. And so this is what, and now this is, this is normal in kindergarten before COVID, you know, you have to be careful because when you tell kids about it and you tell them about the alarm, it can be scary because they don't know what it's, it's kindergarten. They've never been in school. They don't know what it's going to sound like. So I wait 
as long as I can to tell them, but I also want to tell them before it happens so that it's not a complete shock that this loud alarm is going off. So I waited until, I can't remember what time it was happening, but it was like five minutes right before I had them. And I was, I said, listen, you know how we practice? Well, now there's going to be an alarm. Well, a little boy in my class burst into tears uh -huh. and literally jumped into my lap. Now, what am I going to do? Am I going to look at him and say, oh, dude, sorry, you got to be six feet away from me? Right. That human. I think uh, you posted about too. It's it's the human moment, right? Can you be a, can yeah. you pause and be a human for this? And this is the thing, like we constantly all day long, you have this, you know, am I going to neglect this child or am I going to be safe as far as what I'm supposed to be doing, keeping distance and 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 not coming into close contact with them. And you know, Sometimes I err on the side of safety, but mostly I don't yeah. because, you know, I don't, I, I worry. And, and we've talked about this, actually, my, my school has talked about this as a staff. I worry about the long-term, like, are we traumatizing these kids by, by making them socially dist, you know, be socially distant from each other and, and saying, sorry, I can't give you a hug. And, you know, like that, that can't be good for their mental health mm -hmm. either. Because the argument, I don't know how it is where you are, but where I am, the argument for going back was kids' mental health. Hmm. That that kids, you know, it wasn't good for their mental health to, to be home all this time. They've got to they've got to be back in school for their mental health. That was the argument. So, you know. It's not ideal. And the thing I keep saying, I keep saying like, this is not sustainable. I can't see how we can do this for the whole school year. Um, but I don't know how it's going to change. Yeah, either. I don't either. I don't see anything that's, and you mentioned too. So like sustainable, of course, like right now it's not sustainable because it's not effective for us online. But even when we go back, they gave us like there's signage everywhere and they've got like barriers and stuff like that. Uh, but sustainability, when we go back, we, we got the hand sanitizer stations, but they're the kind that are automatic and they didn't spring for the damn batteries. So like, we can't even, we have no way to, even when we get back in there. So neither option, like exactly what you're saying, neither option is sustainable. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I think we're just going to plod through and, you know, I don't know. I do hope there's a vaccine. I mean, I know like, I guess I saw something online that said like, like 50% of the people said they wouldn't take a vaccine. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. Then I think, well, when will this ever be over? You know, I mean, not that I'm saying like, every, but I mean, I imagine at some point if there is a vaccine and it's safe, right? I mean, obviously like we want it to be safe. I imagine that schools will require kids to take it. Oh, like as part of like their immunization stuff, like yeah. you have to get that, yeah. yeah. Like you want to come to school, you got to get vaccinated. Sure. I mean, that's what I would imagine. Um, that makes yeah, sense. Attracts. I feel like it. I feel like this is such a like Debbie Downer. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. but hey, if we got all the people, all the comment warriors on Facebook and Karen saying like all the uh, us teachers are just being selfish and all that, we got to actually talk about it. I don't know if enough people are. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't get how 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 are you being selfish? Because you want to be safe? 
Well, you know, with what we should do, if we weren't being selfish, Matt, is we would we would take a pay cut because we're not traveling to work if we're working online. That's what people are saying in the comments. <laughs> yeah. So, so then why would you get, so what's the pay cut? Because you don't have to pay for gas? I guess so. I guess so. Well, I know one thing that we've heard, that I've heard a lot. So our kids, because they're only going, you know, half the time people i've heard some people saying you know well i should only have to pay half my taxes <laughs> yeah that's how that works <laughs> well, here's my argument to that i don't have any kids so does that mean i shouldn't have to pay taxes at all <laughs> like, you don't pay taxes you know that that's not that's not how taxes work you pay taxes because you believe in a better community that you live in right mm -hmm. or that you want your your town and your state and ultimately your country to be better. That's why you pay taxes. You know, I, so do, should I get a tax cut because I don't have my own children? Of course not. Doesn't surprise me though. The people that they're, they're trying to be a comment worrier, but they're just saying something that's just ignorant and it sounds stupid. That's, they sound stupid. That's what it, when they say something like that, that's all they do. But, and, and you know, I know because I, I, like I said, I taught online. You're not, you're not working any less. As a matter of fact, we we got to the point in the spring where I remember my principal kind of had this chat with us and said, like, you need to set up some, you need to set boundaries because you're actually working too much. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, because we had never done anything like that before. So we didn't have the a concept of office hours or anything like that. We were just basically from the moment we woke up until the moment we went to bed, we were answering emails and, you know, trying to help people. And, it, you know, it, it's not easy. Yeah, absolutely. I'll say I just, I was out with my buddy. We were getting uh, drinks outside socially distanced and I got like three Google Classroom comments or whatever. And I had to real quick stop what I was doing and, and jump on and help them. And <clears throat> I appreciate it. They were a Friday night and they were doing my work. It's incredible. Like I can't get them to do it. <laughs> Monday through Friday, they won't, but Friday night when it's over, I guess they're getting something. But well, and you know, the other thing for me that I rem I'm remembering now the online that was so exhausting, it, it wasn't exhaust, it wasn't, it was just like another layer to it. Was for me, a lot of the time that I would be on with students, it wasn't just the student, right? It was, you know, there were a lot of times there were parents that were watching, even if they weren't like right on the camera, they were mm -hmm. there, right? Or there might be siblings or whatever, or, you know, crying babies. And so it was all that. And it was just this kind of like, knowing that like the parents were always watching and listening, that's, that's another layer of thinking that you have to do, right? Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of what I would do in, when I was remote teaching was also coaching parents on oh, yeah. you know, how to help their kid with reading or writing or math because they're not they they're not teachers they don't know. Um, and your number and of so, students just doubled easily. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, and you know, I've seen other people post about this on social media, and it's true. It seems like we went from being like you know teachers were just like rock stars to suddenly we're, we're like the enemy. Yeah. It didn't take long either. We kind of knew that would happen, right? But it did go really quickly. Although I will say, um, I had, we had like a parent night 
on Zoom, right? Because we're not allowed to have, they're not allowed in the building. So we did do that, um, did virtually, whatever. And I have to say like the parent, right now, I feel like the message I'm getting mostly from parents is they are very grateful. I mean, oh. I think that they understand how difficult it is and how much harder we're, that I'm working um, because every day their kid comes home with work for the day, the next day when they're not going to be with me. Right, right. And it's like when the parents come to you and they're like, hey, we're going on vacation in a month. Can you give us the work ahead of time? It's like that, except for all the time, every time. Right, every day. And some days, you know, so we have this weird schedule where some kids come, they come like two days a week and then sometimes they come three days a week. And so there are some days where kids leave and I have to give them two days worth of work. God. Um, and they're keeping track it, of that too. Well, their parents probably are keeping track of that, but. Right. In addition to, you know, teaching them that day. So, I mean, we're, we're exhausted, you know? Yeah. And then I saw somebody else post about this on, on, I think it was on Instagram. And I think I posted something like it on Facebook though. So not like super public. We had, yesterday was a, a PD day for, for my district. And it's like, you know, really the PD that I need right now is just a mental health day. Yeah. That's what honestly, you know, and I, and I love PD. I mean, I'm a lifelong learner. I, I mean, I'm writing a professional book, right? Like I love learning. I want to always be a better teacher, but right now, like right now in this moment, I don't know how important all that is. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you said, if we're all about the, the number of people that are probably going to burn out midway through yeah. this school year is about to skyrocket. If it was 50% I mean, now, it's... I mean, I'm, I'll be totally honest with you. I did ask my union rep. I'm like, so how much notice do we have to give if we <laughs> want to resign? Um, because I think about it. I think about it all the time. Yeah. I don't know how anyone couldn't. I, I'm remote and I've thought about it. And you're, you're going through way more physical labor than I am. So I, I can't imagine anyone that... There, no one can be truly happy right now with it. So I, I'd imagine it's on a lot of people's minds. Yeah. I mean, and then you think like, well, what am I going to do, right? I mean, I, I'm i kind of privileged in that I have, over the last five or six years, I've kind of built myself up as a consultant. I do some like educational consulting and okay. I present. But of course, like right now, there isn't a whole lot of that going on. Um, so I could potentially do that. I've, I've actually been saying no to some things that have come my way because I just don't have the energy to do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if I wasn't working, maybe I would, I don't right. know. Honestly, I feel like if I quit people are like, well, what would you do? And I, th I said, well, for the first week, I probably wouldn't get out of bed, right? Sleep, eat food, catch up on a show, yeah. like something. I mean, that's mostly my weekend is I'm just like sleeping. Yeah, absolutely. I say I've got to grade some, uh, unit one finals, some writing, so that'll take some time. But other than that, sleeping. That's all I got planned. It's insane. Well, uh, so you've got uh, the one, uh, the, uh, sorry if I get this wrong. It's it's the happy rainbow. Uh, Look at my happy rainbow. There it is. Uh, the tales of a, a male kindergarten teacher. Yep. And then you've got a new book coming out called? It's called A Teacher's Guide to Interactive Writing. There you go. And then, of course, the third book, which would be How Many Times I Say Three Feet in a Day by 
uh but matt i, I appreciate you jumping on and uh it'd be great we should do it at some point like a like a, a follow-up to see how things maybe if we go back and stuff like that but yeah um where can they where can they check you out on instagram to check out all the awesome content that that i've been following so my instagram handle is that what it's called handle i feel like such an old person <laughs> This is because I teach, like, you know all this because you work with high school kids. <laughs> um, I am not on TikTok. I, I like, refuse to go on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll admit I did I did start one, but I was just posting stuff I post on Instagram, so I'm not good at it at all. You're not doing, like, the dances? <laughs> no, no, I heard that I refuse. That I for sure refuse. I even had some followers that are like, I'm disappointed you're not doing the dances. And I was like, I'd be disappointed if I did do the dances. <laughs> Um, no, so my Instagram handle, it's um, Halpy, H-A-L-P-E-Y, which is like a childhood nickname, um, one. Oh, Halpy that's one. Easy. Halpy one. Sweet. Yeah. Well, um, keep me posted. I mean, I, I say this to all my students at the end of every class period and stuff, but stay safe and healthy, especially working, you know, in a building and a bunch of different kids and stuff. But I'm still following your stuff and I, I'm looking forward to whatever you post and uh, and when the book comes out too, of course, but thank you all right well everybody else uh thank you so much for listening uh this was matt uh wealth of information this was designed for people that are not just teachers but people that maybe don't understand what it's actually like to teach online or uh, hybrid or in person entirely so i do hope you guys got something from this episode Uh, a bit of a break from like our usual like me just like fucking around and talking about stupid shit uh but definitely really important Uh, So definitely go check out Matt and then uh, you can check us out if you want bonus content or the Classroom Brew shot glass or koozie. You can go to patreon.com slash classroom brew. We do have video episodes as well. You can check those out. So again, patreon.com slash classroom brew. And until next week, guys, class dismissed.